this week on the BAMFCAST. We know what brings the boys to the yard. Milkshakes and the goot. One star, we're in. Alright, welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, BAMFCAST. <laughs> <laughs> That's a much smaller chorus than there normally is. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm Harlow. I'm Chuck. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry. We, we we came to the conclusion that uh, it was better to do an episode sans two people. We knew we were going to be sans one person. Mackie yep. is actually out of town. He's traveling. Um, and BJ's been under the weather mm-hmm. and we thought he was going to be able to come, but then didn't. No. But we figured, because we didn't do an episode last week, we kind of still needed to do one this week, even just the two of us. We could not let you down. Right. So, um, what we do each and every episode of the Bamcast is, yeah. we go ahead and we, we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Uh-huh. We come in here and talk about it for the first half. Yep. They're good bad movies. Enjoyable bad movies. They get one to five jocks and robot jocks. Hooray! Yay! Yeah! And the bad bad movies is a stay away. They get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags, and some douchebags after Twilight. Boo! Boo. That's a bad movie. So, just two guys hanging out. <laughs> we decided to take a listener recommendation. It's been on the table for a long time. Long, long time. Mm-hmm. Generally nixed because of the length of the movie. Yes, 124 minutes. Yeah. Um, but Mackie wasn't going to be here. Nope. And it's also his least favorite genre. Mm-hmm. So we did 1980s Can't Stop the Music. Right. Starring the Goot <laughs> and the Village People. Yep. Good old Goot. Yeah. Steve Goot. And the Kardashian stepdad. Mm-hmm. And Valerie Perrine. Yes. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, plot summary. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. I would be fascinated to hear this. I didn't even pull it up because I mean I was like, really yep. plot summary, but let's see. Let's see what it says. Okay, we have time. Are you sure? We have lots of time. Yep. Village people must have a fantastic <laughs> plot summary right now. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks so much for that IMDb. <laughs> that was worthless. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Damn it. <laughs> that is terrible. Mm. Plot summary for this movie. Here we go. This is a pseudo-autobiography of Disco's The Village People. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Fabulous. That's all you need to know. Yeah. I, f- I feel like I know them. Do you? Yeah, I do. After this, I feel like I know all their names, their professions, their interests. Sure. <laughs> I feel like I know them. Do you? Yeah, I do. Well, more so than I did before. More so, but I also feel like the pseudo is that I believe in 1980, people were not supposed to be aware that the village people were gay. That is the way. All right. Wait, what? <laughs> that is the way the movie begins to portray them because they're dancing up with women and everything. And it's like, they're just some guys. They like to dance. They're, They're doing their thing. Yes. They they get hit on by ladies and they seem to like it. Yeah. And then the movie progresses and it progresses and it's like no. I don't think so. Okay. Okay. We have the benefit of hindsight on this movie. Sure. Hindsight. Uh-huh. And uh there is a subtle subtext throughout the film of that, but they never come out and say it. Of course not. No. They never even really hint at it it's just our knowledge 30 something years later that is allowing us to say wow 
Is it? This All movie right, okay. was. We're, I'm skipping ahead. I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm making a diatribe about the entire thing. Go ahead. I, I, I was just saying you you feel like you know them. Mm. I feel like we were we were lied to for two hours. <laughs> oh no! In, in a in a, in oh, a no. manner of speaking, I understood the subtext of the film. Okay, I understood what was going on. Here. Sure, you subtext. had to sell to a 1980 audience. Okay, but if you read between the lines, I'll give you that. Everything you need Fine. to know is there. I'll I'll give you that. It's I all guess. there. Uh, sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I do not feel lied to. Uh, where does the movie start? It feels like so long ago. Well, it starts with the Goot, Steve Gutenberg, sure. working in a record store where there's just mass chaos going on. There's camels and people running around must buy albums. The animal, not the cigarettes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the the manager's like, you got to stay, do inventory. And he's like, no, I got to yeah. go to the club and DJ. One one night only. I just I ask you not tonight. And he's like, no inventory, no job. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah? Well, I quit. I'm not going to be schlepping these albums for the rest of my life. Starts flinging albums at the customers, and then he's got to dance. Because he goes outside with his handheld radio and his roller skates. And fucking roller skates down Broadway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shaking his ass. We, we we have said that we we miss the times of shitty New York. Mm-hmm. This is extremely gay New York. Oh, it's fabulous New York. It Everything is, is so amazing. And everybody is happy. Yeah. I mean I mean gay in every possible definition of the word because yep. everybody is just like, Hey, yep. it's you, roller skating guy, <laughs> high five. Yep. Old ladies are hitting people with baguettes and everybody's like ha, ha. Old yeah. lady with the baguette. All right. Gutenberg's just grabbing people on the ass, like, hey, sure. there's an ass and I grabbed it. <laughs> hey. I'm the goot. <laughs> Gooty goot. <laughs> Yeah. The song is is relating what he's doing. It is. It's superstar groovy. Yeah, skating down Broadway and dodging taxis and having a good time. And he pauses in front of porno theaters and everyone's like, "Hey, high five, bro!" And hey, somebody say James. <laughs> you know that's porn. <laughs> Woo! High five. It is the brightest, most colorful, happiest New York I've ever seen in this era. It is. It, it just glosses over the shittiest New York you never see in, in uh, any of that. Is just fabulous New York. It is. Uh, I now understand why people tolerated the shitty New York because they could turn a corner and just be in fabulous town. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, that's how it starts. Goot's going home. <laughs> he quits his job. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's going home, home mm. because he lives with Valerie Perrine. Yeah. Where it began as he was house sitting for her. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of moved in. He just stayed. How like you do. Yep. Yeah. That's what the goot does. Yeah, he catoed his way into her house <laughs> because we we learned very quickly that um, she is, uh, or, or up to like a f- very recently, was a famous fashion model of the 70s, mm-hmm. like the face of the, of the, because we meet her on the street. Yeah. Uh, she sees a, a layout of her on a city bus mm-hmm. and she walks up and, you know, does stupid, uh, Mustache and colors out the teeth. Yeah, you know, gap on the teeth thing, and it's like, ha ha, that's me. Yep, not anymore. Mm -mm. So yeah, she she gets a little strutting thing as she's going down. Oh no, they meet in the park first. Yeah, they do. Yeah, he has to play grab ass with her, and they're like, (laughs) what? What is their strange relationship? Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell. He he just sort of grabs hold of her purse, and he's like, drag me home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, kitchen. Yeah, and they go home. Yeah, and then they're very oh they're joined. Well, they get there and they're uh, already there. Is uh, Felipe Indian? 
Just call him Indian. Sure. That's all you need to know. <laughs> he's a member of the village people. Uh-huh. And he's hanging out in their apartment like, my power was out, so I'm just using your place. And she's like, like, oh, that's no, okay. We cool. eat fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's happy New York. Mm-hmm. And um, something other, other things happen. I well, know. Gutenberg's got to get ready for his show. Oh, right, He's, right, right, he's right. doing a DJ show at, like, Club pants drop or something i mean it's like it's got a <laughs> club pants drop yeah it's, it's got a weird name i thought this, it was club dry home it, it, yeah. it, that's what it turned out to be okay. but it had an equally like really that's the name of your club okay if that's what you're going with mm-hmm. uh but yeah he's got to get ready for a show and she's like why don't you make a record and he's like i can't make a record yeah yeah just come to the show come listen to me the first 15 to 20 minutes of this movie is very strange because the path in the, into the music business is be a dj at a club yep and it's like what mm-hmm <laughs> Again, modern slant is like what? Yeah, I, I, I don't think that works that way <laughs> no. at all. You're playing other people's records, but apparently he's sneaking in compositions of his own. Yeah, he's got a he's got of? a tape of one of his songs on it that he plays. But okay, all right. So he goes. To, they go to the club. He, they play the tape. The mm-hmm. place goes nuts, and mm-hmm. and eventually somebody like comes up to. He's got like this treehouse, this DJ treehouse that people have to climb up to at the club. Yep. to get to and. Guy comes up and he's like, "All right, cover for me, kid. I'm going downstairs." And he's like, "Yeah, your stuff's the best, man." And he's just like, "Thanks, mm-hmm. thanks, kid." Mm-hmm. All right, so all that happens and the place goes nuts and 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 Valerie Perrine is like, "Oh, wow, it's the best. You really should make an album." He's like, "You think so? Okay, I'll do that." Yeah, because the next half hour of the movie is him <laughs> getting together and making the album. But, yeah. but the reason why I'm asking, and I, I say all this and I'm skipping ahead slightly, because you say he was playing his own music, but yep. the second he starts to try to make his own record, she comes in and is like, your music's pretty good, but your voice is terrible. Yeah. So how did it sound good the first time? They were just listening to the beat. That's all they care about in the club. Okay. Just, just <laughs> right. All right. And everybody was dancing. And okay. man, are they dancing. They are. Having a good time. Dry hump the club, yes. And glitter everywhere. <laughs> it's just... Don't breathe in. Nope. In club pants drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, so they get back and he, you know, he's like, ah, my my demo sucks. And she's like, no, it's good. You just need singers. And he's like, well, where am I going to get singers at this hour? And she's like, I know everything about the music business. I'll find you singers and I'll get you a record deal and all these things. And I'm going to be your pal in the business. Sure. I'll manage you or yeah. whatever. So she goes and gathers the village people. <laughs> Essentially, yes. Mm-hmm. It's time to collect the collect the warriors for your 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 war here. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, they it's a recruiting mission. <laughs> yeah, they. I'm trying to remember how all they get them all together, but they kind of just. Well, sort the of, Indian is just hanging out there. Yes, he, he's yes. he's already on board. Right. Uh. The she goes to see the construction worker who's about to film a commercial, so okay. they know each other. Sure. Yes. And yes. then he daydreams this whole sequence while she's talking to him. Uh-huh. Like a whole like five seven minute music video. Yes, going to love you to death. Yeah, love you to death. And so it gets creepier as it goes on. It does because it gets violent and awkward. <laughs> and there's and, glitter everywhere. And, and then more glitter. Oh god, <laughs> there's red glitter everywhere. Yeah, and they're just dumping it in. It's mm-hmm. like you are never, yeah, never cleaning that stage. Right. I mean, like remember the red M and M's went away for a while. They turned those into glitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just bad. Bad glitter is the herpes of the craft world. <laughs> you just never get rid of no. it. No, it gets in your places yeah. uh so, so she knows the indian's there she recruits the construction worker uh the cop just shows up because a friend of 
her brings him. Right. Um, and he's like, I can sing. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, okay, great. And somebody else was there, right? Uh, the, uh, <laughs> wow, we're doing this again. Well, well all right, let's see. That That's how many? That's three? That's three. There's one more who shows up. Um, who else shows up? Cop, construction worker, Indian. Uh-huh. Uh, Army guy comes later. Right. Leatherman comes later. Shit. <laughs> we, we had this. <laughs> we, we really had this. We totally we, had we this. We were one. just right there. What happened? <laughs> Stand by, please. Carry the two. Cowboy. 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 Yes, the cowboy. Cowboy, guy I don't. Up. He was, I think he was just at a club dancing or something. And she was like, hey, come sing. And he's like, sing. Hooray. I'll come do that. And so they do. And they have, yes. like, a 30-minute scene of, like, Bruce Jenner has appeared in this movie. The Bruce Jenner. Yes. Uh, he's gotten robbed on the street. Uh, he's, like, new kid in town. He's bringing a cake to her house because he was neighbors with her sister in Montana or some shit. I don't know. It, it's so convoluted. and I always wanted to see Montana. <laughs> everyone's shouting. So... He shows up and he's like, I got a cake for you and fuck this place and New York sucks and I hate everything. And they're like, why don't you just hang out? And he's like, okay, <laughs> I'll watch whatever's about to happen. So he's there. Um, and then just like after 20 minutes of like contact lens jokes and lasagna and like people's parents show up and other people have just arrived. We don't know who they are. We're never introduced to them. Then it's like, hey, let's record the demo. And the four... So far, the four village people get up on stage and just immediately knock it out of the park to the point where they really don't even finish the demo. They just start dancing, and everyone's like, this is the best thing ever. I hope the 80s never end. Uh, but they do. <laughs> oh, oh, they definitely do. <laughs> but, yeah, so they're like, this is the greatest thing ever. And she's like, I'm going to go meet my old boyfriend who's a record guy, Marrakesh Records. Um. And he's obsessed with phones. He has a phone fetish. Yeah, well, he's just constantly getting called because, like you do, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He just has to do those, the record exec, like, yes, yes, no, buy, sell. Yeah. yeah. So there's a bunch of that. And he's like, get Rod Stewart on the phone. Hey, Rod did that. Da, da. And so there's all that. And he's and, and she's using her feminine wilds on him to, to get a demo deal so they can just go in the studio and record a demo because apparently they fucked it up at the garden party. So, well, yeah, because they didn't bother to actually <laughs> no, record they, anything. They got so swept up in the fun that, yeah. And they were singing Magic something, Magic Night? Magic, yeah. Magic, magic Evening, I don't know. Magic Time. Magic Time. Magic, sure. magic. Yes. Um, so, yeah, they, they get the demo deal easy, and then they celebrate by... <laughs> well, they recruit a couple more people at this point. Uh-huh. Because he's like... There's a group, right? And and she's like, "Oh yeah, it's a, it's a whole group. That's what's popular now." And so they're like, "Oh, we got to recruit a couple more dudes for the for the group." So the goot, <laughs> they go to Bruce Jenner's parents' office. Yeah, well, he he's a tax attorney, yeah. and they he he's like, for whatever reason, he's like, uh, you can use my office. Mm-hmm. No reason. A lot a lot of things happen in this movie for no, no reason. reason. It's just yeah. contrived sitcom sure. bullshit because, of course, like the the old man shows up, like, wow, well, what's the big idea? What yeah. is it? Well, because they're they're trials, they're they're auditions for this, <laughs> and, and I mean, this is when we're first introduced to the to the policeman, the cop. He shows up uh, with. Uh, a lady 
who's her her friend, I believe. No, the cop was at the party. Oh, this is the he army guy. That's right, the army guy. Army shows, guy shows up with, with the, the with, with the friend. Another, I think it's the same lady. I think yeah. she introduced both she, of them. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so like they're walking down the street, and it's like they're in Wall Street, and and as they're walking in, he's he's wearing army fatigues, yeah. you know, green, you know, normal fatigues, mm-hmm. and um. He's like, well, I don't, th- I don't think I'm dressed right. This looks like a fancy, you know, Wall Street office or whatever. And she's like, oh no, you'll be fine. And then they open the door to the fucking Rocky Horror Mansion into the middle of the time warp because <laughs> they, it's just a very stereotypical law office facade. And she's like, no, you'll be fine. And they throw open the doors, and it is just the most fabulous circus. <laughs> environment ever it is just jugglers and everyone in costume and backflips and glitter and it's just it you know if you just had to if you just had to envision the late 70s early 80s and put it all in a room this is what's happening it's like studio 54 without the awful bits yeah and Uh, it's it's happening all at once just as as deep as the office goes yeah yep to, to the point that, like the the one of the like the the old receptionist that you think should be there is there, mm-hmm. and she's got a couple of like weird S and M people chewing on her for- phone cord and stuff. I mean, well, S and M slash they they hair, look like hair metal, yeah, like Alice Cooper, uh, yeah, video people or something, yeah, just punk rockers, yes. But there's people like juggling tennis rackets and knives, and there's a guy on stilts and clowns and mimes and just sure. any crazy bullshit you can imagine, yes. Frogs and dogs and chickens and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> they march in with army guy, and they're pretty much like, "Oh, okay, go over there. You're pretty much in, just because." And then that's when uh, the <laughs> your your favorite shows up. My favorite. He rolls up outside. Uh, the leatherman. Oh, the leatherman. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The biker. Yes, we, we wanted to call him the biker, but the movie just flat out calls him the Leatherman. Yeah, point, I, so. I, I had no idea. I yeah. mean, apparently my my village people knowledge was not very strong because I I thought biker hey, was one of them. Straight white people were just calling him the biker. It's like, sure. hey, that's the biker. We don't know any better. Yeah. Da, da, da. <laughs> I don't know what a Leatherman is? <laughs> what a fancy biker. I, mean, I think I do now, but you mm, know. Well, yeah. Anyway, but yes, okay. So yeah, he rolls up and he's got a fancy giant handlebar mustache. Oh, and, it's magnificent. But but inside, like. In, in like everything about this movie is pretty much chaos. Like almost every yeah. scene, conversation wise, is chaos yeah. because everybody yelling and just yeah. There's no subtlety to we're, anything. We're all on coke. Yeah, and we're all talking at once. Lots of cocaine, yeah. especially the goot. <laughs> yeah, so the goot is dancing for the entire movie. Right. So like army guys kind of already gotten like a free pass into the room. Right. I don't think he ever even auditioned. No, he was just like they were like wait at the bar. Oh, you're in. You're, you're a friend of her, and <laughs> yeah. he, she introduced us to the cop. Well, you're in yeah, because you're, obviously, obviously her her yeah. judge of character is good. Yep. So, like, they're in the like smaller room to the to the larger room that is the uh, the circus that's going on. Yeah, that, and the, this is when they do the bit. Like the the boss walks in and is like, "What is all this?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "Well, we represent uh, entertainment." He's yeah. like, "Yeah, but Cole Porter and Irvin right. Berlin, and all these <laughs> famous old Marvin Hamlish yeah. man, and all these people." Yeah. yeah. But so there's like a smaller circus atmosphere in this room, though, because like in each corner, there's a juggler or some, you know, like. Well, because, yeah, they've got like the on deck area where they've, yeah. they've said, well, you're our most potential people. So you hang out over there. Right. Because they've had a guy that was juggling sides, basically. Yeah. And singing something like, I am juggling sides. <laughs> I am juggling sides. And I like that. Yeah. My favorite yeah. song. Like, you and then, wait over there. <laughs> and then the guy comes in and does this whole weird routine of like, he's got two 
like hand barbells and he's just like body body my body <laughs> body body my body he's, he's a just terrible a, singer he says body like yeah, 80, 80 times the song and, is just called body body <laughs> and yeah and then eventually like strips down to nothing and he, and he's doing this whole like I was an 80 pound weekly mm. and yeah I, he's doing Jack LaLanne poses yeah. and just like look at me I'm Atlas you know and it's just like okay uh, and this th- is when even more people show up because, like, I think this is when Gutenberg's mom w- rolls in, yeah. and also Valerie Perrine's mom, or somebody- no, Bruce Jenner's mom. Bruce Jenner's mom. Yeah. Okay, they're like, "Ooh, what's going on yeah. in here?" <laughs> oh, we like we like musical acts uh-huh. and men, beefcake men <laughs> that sing about bodies and stuff. Yep. Because then there's a dude who, who comes in with uh, <laughs> with batons, mm-hmm. in flaming batons. He just jumps. No, up he the... was, he was. That's who ended it. The, the, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. He, because okay. the, the the Leatherman walks in first, and he just kind of storms through. Joke. And they're like, "What what no, what number are you?" And he's like, "Number." He was like, "I'm here to fix my income tax or get an extension on my income taxes." Yeah. And, and, they, and, and they're, they're like, like, "We're not doing that today." And he's like, "Oh." He's like, "Well, <laughs> who are you?" He's like, "I'm from Brooklyn. I work in a toll booth." Blah, blah. And they're like, "And they're like, oh, well, we're doing an audition for singers." He's like, "Singers? <laughs> you haven't heard anything yet." And he runs over and stands up on the piano and does a, a classical rendition of, of "Danny Boy." Yep. Uh, but stopping for fuel at one point, <laughs> yes, because the the movie has to stop for sponsor Dr Pepper, because like he's about to do the like the key change yeah. and Danny Boyd, he's like, mm, hold on one second, Dr Pepper, up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then just keeps just knocks it out, yeah, and they're like, oh, yeah, we, but you, we must have him in. for the band, <laughs> yeah, you're hired, yeah, yeah, and then guy comes busting through the door and he's like, I've got an act for you, <laughs> he's like, I'm the flamer, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm James, and I like flames. And then he basically sets off the sprinkler system. Which just leads to, if if there's any way for there to be more chaos in this scene, add sprinklers. Because then it's just like, oh, God, water. And then like some people are like, yay, water. And other people are like, oh, God, no, yeah. we're melting. All so. the tomes of, of law text here <laughs> right. yes. are getting ruined. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. So all that happened. Yeah. But, but the band is together. Sure. <laughs> yeah, because then they're like, because uh, they're like, what do you want to do? And it's like, let's go celebrate. And then all of a sudden, just boom, YMCA kicks in. And you're yeah. just like, yes, this are, is what are, I want. Movie. Are we? I was, <laughs> okay. I was like, this, yes, give me what I want. And then this movie, sweet Jesus, <laughs> they, 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 they march into a YMCA. Uh-huh. Well, they march into a locker room of the YMCA where they all instantly have a costume change. Uh, the people in the locker room have not changed costumes because they are basically <laughs> pretty much naked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what we're treated to is what I dare say is one of the finest scenes in cinema I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Where the most flamboyantly over-the-top music video idea for YMCA starts to happen, where it's just synchronized diving and gymnastics and... A glitter. Really f- weird form of boxing. Lots of glitter. There's glitter everywhere and tumbling. <laughs> Not on oh, the computer, I but... I don't think we... Uh, <laughs> we didn't even mention, like, at the club. Like, I, it comes back in this scene, I believe, but, like, when the music really kicked in and it was, like, people were in the zone, I guess, yeah. things began to kind of tron the fuck out. Yeah. Like, people started having trails behind them, but kind of subtly, to the yeah. point, where, like, for a second, I was like... What's wrong with me? Is our copy freaking oh, out? No, I was like, on, I was like, what's wrong with me? Am I on LSD? <laughs> Are you seeing this? <laughs> Do you smell purple? Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of, you know, film techniques. There's a lot of kaleidoscope effects and just sp- split screen nonsense going on at all times. Uh, 
And it gets to the point where you're in like a 16 screen split at the end of this YMCA music video because you just don't know what to look at. Uh, it's also amazing. Sure. Yes. I, um, look, <laughs> this scene for me was like, this is why I watched this movie. This 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 segment was just like, yep, <laughs> I'm okay with anything else that happens in this movie uh, because that delivered what I wanted. I didn't necessarily know I wanted it, but like when it was over, I was like, well, sure. <laughs> I feel freer. <laughs> right. Suddenly everything makes sense in my life. <laughs> yeah. I Look, I, you know. I know, it's cool. <laughs> you know, we're in a, it's a different era now. We, we can, we can express ourselves. Hey, I, I'm, I'm all right with it. I just, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that you've come to an actualization mm-hmm. about yourself. It's, it's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's some boobs in there for like I don't know ten seconds maybe. There's a quick shot of a hot tub. <laughs> yeah, the hot tub. Um, oh yeah, because Valerie Preen's along for this ride and like she's she's wearing a macho woman's jumpsuit. Yeah, and like Bruce Jenner dunks a basketball and, and <laughs> <laughs> he does. not what he's famous for, but no. you know it, the, other dudes are running track and it's it's man, it's in super slow motion too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and then like everything shot. like it turns into like shot against black screen uh just i i don't know yeah i just yeah you should Mm -hmm. see this you should if you watch one scene all year (laughs) sure make it this yeah uh fabulous superpowers yeah will be revealed to you so then they're like that was fun let's go do the demo yeah, we should probably do the real thing. Yeah, now. we should really probably go to the studio and do it. Yeah, because well, they've also talked um, the record producer guy into actual studio demo time right. somehow. Yeah, well, she that's she finagled that with her with her boobs and yeah. tears. I think she said it's time for tits and tears. Yeah, so yes, she, she dressed yes. appropriately. Right. Yeah. Uh, so they go in for the demo, and it's seems fine, but everyone's acting like this is awkward. Like, first of all, the record exec is like. They have a limited audience. I don't think I can sell this. Mm-hmm. And like Gutenberg, for like the first time in the movie, is showing an emotion that is not just over the top glee. He's like, "What's happening? Why is things?" Well, because for whatever reason, like they're in a studio, mm-hmm. just in a tiny little studio. Yeah, but they feel that they have to do choreographed dancing, right? And they're getting tangled up in wires. Yeah, and they're bumping into and they've each never other. practiced this. So yeah. for whatever reason, everyone's getting upset at the Indian guy. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> well, because of those damn bells he wears. That that <laughs> could be a problem. Jingle yeah. jangling all over the place. Yeah, he's like he's like Deborah from accounting during Christmas time. He's like, take that fucking bell off, Deborah. <laughs> But yeah, um, yep, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, they're like poking at him and kind of hitting at him, and like, so it's just messing up anything they're trying to do, and just. But yeah. there's no break in the song. The no. song is being recorded just fine. Sure, there's yes. no problem with that. But Gutenberg is just like, God damn it, oh, they're ruining he is, it. He has shit his pants and <laughs> smelled it <laughs> yeah. because he's just. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. He is. He is absolutely not having this, and he's like, uh that was great, and let's see what record guy says. And record guy's like, "Nope, mm. <laughs> I'm leaving." <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. So then it's like, "Well, what are we gonna do?" Yeah. And Valerie Preen is like, "Well, I guess I could go back and model, but they want me to do this milk commercial, and you guys are coming with me." <laughs> yep, we're a team. We're a package now. Come on. <laughs> and somehow that flies because then they produce the longest, most expensive commercial for milk. I've ever seen. Is it really for milk, though? It's really more advertising no. a milkshake. And is it a milkshake? Is... Or is it just 
something homosexuality. else. In, I believe it's probably homosexuality well, is what's being advertised. I, I believe that mission accomplished. <laughs> mm-hmm. They've sold that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, they have. <laughs> Obviously. Advertising works, people. Um, so, yeah, they produce this, like, five-minute just Broadway extravaganza for milkshakes. Um which they, it, it does bring all the boys to the yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they finish watching this, and they're like, this is the best thing ever. We're geniuses. And then, like, the, the, the modeling executive has become, like, this negotiator with the ad agency, and they're like, this, I don't think that's going to fly with... Yeah, corporate America, middle America. Yeah, I just, things. I don't know if this is going to work. Like, seriously, we wanted to sell milk? Yeah, I, it's just not wholesome like we were thinking. It's a little different. Well, because at first it starts, <laughs> all right, we should, I, I want to point out how the, the commercial starts, because it starts Valerie Perrine dressed like 50s <laughs> mom in a kitchen, and like... The little village people walk in. The Littleville. Littleville. Littleville comes Littleville. in. <laughs> comes in. Like, all six of them come in as little kids mm-hmm. and sit around the table. And I'm like, oh, they're going to do milk and does a body good. And bring. Yeah. And I was like, I was actually thinking maybe that was the start of this. It like, seemed like that's where it was going. It was possibly going that I way. I did not expect what actually No, happened. because, like, she serves the milk and suddenly it's just like, doodle and into the fabulous silver and white world because mm-hmm. everyone's wearing white, all white versions of their yep. respective outfits. Singing about the ingredients of milkshakes. This was the one scene I had seen uh, prior to this movie okay. um, linked somewhere. Uh-huh. Like, watch this. <laughs> Dear Lord. And I did. Uh-huh. I didn't know what it was from at first. I was just like, I was watching it mesmerized. I'm like, is this an actual village people? And then I, I think I, there was a shot with Steve Gutenberg or something. And mm-hmm. I was like, wait a second. I know what this is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so they're not going to get the residual money or whatever it is they needed to do this other thing. I no. guess make their own demo album or something. So they're like, "What are we?" No, gonna no. Do? They they decided that the way that the stardom was that they were going to throw a pay to play party, right? Because the 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 pants dropping club went <laughs> went they that guy sold it. <laughs> the pants dropping club went tits up. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> <That's> exactly, yes. <laughs> okay. That is what I was trying to get out. Sure. Uh, so they're like, "Well, how hard can it be? We got to do this, and we we charge this, and then we make all the money. It's fabulous." And yeah, twenty dollars a head plus yeah. the bar, and wow, we'll be rolling in the money. Right. Plus, plus people will see our band because yeah. obviously they'll pay twenty dollars a head to come see somebody they've never heard of. Absolutely, that's the way eighties worked. Sure. Yes. <laughs> so there, there's a club and a band. Yeah. Is there co- cocaine? Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm there in. is cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they're not going to get the money for the commercial, which was going to help fund the party, which was then going to make them all the money, and then they'd be rich forever. Yes. So they have to ask uh, Bruce Jenner's mom to fund the Do party. Do they? Because I think she just kind of overhears and is like, wait, I have money. Yeah, she's like, I just had a fundraiser yeah. for needy people. I think both people. the moms were kind of fighting over like who's going to give right. them money, because they both seem to have some. Yeah, but they're like, there's one catch. We got to have the party in San Francisco. And I was like, well... You're going to make a lot more money in San Francisco <laughs> than you are in New York City. So uh, there's some shenanigans on a plane. I don't know. Bullshit. But they... Well, because uh, Valerie Preen calls the record guy is like... Basically, she says to him, in, is in so many words, come with me. We'll have a weekend in San Francisco. Right. Well, Bruce like, Jenner... I'll, I'll bring my private plane. Bruce Jenner is upset because Valerie Preen showed some skin in the milk commercial. Yes. And he, they're like, he's like, we break up now. Well, they were kind of on the rocks, and yeah. then like she has this phone call with him sitting right there, and he's he's like, "Spend the weekend with me in San Francisco. Get your private jet fueled up and meet me there in forty five minutes." Mm-hmm. And he's like, 
Bruce Jenner no like. We know you we know Bruce good Jenner. now. Bad. And she's like, well, okay, I guess we'll just work together now. Yeah. But then she doesn't even show up. Like he is hanging out on his private jet, which has like a couch from my grandmother's house inside the jet. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like this crazy seventies floral print couch thing. Yep. And he's wearing and it, an eighties snuggie. Is he? Yeah, it's like it's some kind of like it's a zip up. It's, it's like a house daishiki yeah. that he's wearing. It's like I, I don't. Okay, yeah, and yeah, he's just like all lounged out. Like, hey, how you doing? Right. When they walk in, and in walks Steve Gutenberg and his mom. Yeah, and, and he's like, just we're like, coming. Um, <laughs> hi. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just me like, so this record contract that you turned us down about. Let's talk about that. Let's negotiate. And mm-hmm. apparently, he's fooled into this because he he starts negotiating with them. Yeah. And and she's like, well, we could do like for ten percent of a dot. He's like, that's ridiculous. I'd never give you that much. And yeah. Suddenly, they're the whole scene is like they're they're arguing all the terms of the merchandise and everything. And, and then they're sleeping, and it's just yeah. awkward. And then they land. Yeah. But then there's like twenty minutes of the village people getting ready in the dressing room, and there's just sure. way more people in there than need to be, and they're all just running around and just I don't know what's like the costumes are missing, and the one character who looks like Tim Curry is frantically trying to... Yeah, I don't think we mentioned her. No, uh, Lulu. We, sh- we should have mentioned her. Yeah, she's like... She She, she is Dr. Frankenfurter. Yeah. The lady. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, yeah. I've seen this lady in other things. She didn't look quite like Rocky Horror in other things, but for some reason, the way she's made up here, like, the first time you see her, it's I don't like, get it. That was made in, what, 72, 73? Yeah. Or somewhere, somewhere around there? I, yeah, I don't know how no one said, oh, God, uh, you look like Tim Curry. <laughs> yeah, you look like Dr. Frankenfurter. Yeah. We should tone down the red lipstick and yeah. do something with your hair that isn't the same. Because mm-hmm. every time she showed up, it was like, I, I shivered Yeah, with anticipation. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. at the end, though, she's wearing a revealing dress, and it's like, Tim Curry looks odd with boobs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is very unsettling. I don't quite understand what's happening here. Um, so she's like, because the costumes haven't arrived because they're on the plane, and she's like, I'm the number one roadie. I've got to get them dressed, and I'm going to... Yeah, well, because her former boss, the bottling agent, is like, Lulu, what are you, the hell are you doing? Get me something. And she's like, you don't talk to me like that. Go to hell. Yeah. She's like, I'm suddenly the agent of this thing and stuff. And it's just like, no, just get out of here. Yes. Yeah, so it's name your own job with the village. People. <laughs> right. Just, just whatever you, you want to do. That's how you get an entourage. You just, somebody steps up and goes like, I'm doing this. Yep. And I guess everybody's like, all right, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Great. You're that person. Yeah. And then Gutenberg and his mom break in like, we got the contracts. And everyone's Woo! like, yay. Now what? And yeah. Like, celebration. Like, More people come in. And then like a press lady comes in and hits on the record. Or the record executive hits on her and, they're yep. like, let's go somewhere private, and they're they're done. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't. Even, this movie's just like bring in more people so that we can dispose of them in thirty seconds. So. Yeah. And and there's a, there's a there's it's a just f- mad chaos. There's a female group opening for them out on stage yeah, called the, the Ritchie family. Yeah. Uh, just singing about stuff. I don't know, but you know something Asians like things that all rhyme. Like I've yeah. got my donations right and stagnations. Stag- and yeah, I don't know perspiration. Well, sure. Just whatever sanitation. Yeah, just you know, something like none of those were the words. We did every word that they didn't do. Right. right. Yeah. So the, the, they're intercutting between them and the crowd and the chaos in the back, and it's just like, what is what? What's what, happening? What just get happening? to the thing. Just, just put them on stage. And they do. Yeah. And they sing "Can't Stop the Music." Well, okay. Before they do, they all individually come out. Yes. Come out on stage. <clears throat> they all individually arrive on stage. <laughs> the the Indian emerges from a teepee. Mm-hmm. 
the construction worker rolls up on a tractor. A little tiny, yeah, like a yard tractor. Yeah. Uh, the cop rolls up on a sparkly motorcycle. Sure. Uh, the Leatherman shows up on a full-blown yes. chopper. Uh-huh. Army man comes Jeep. out in a <laughs> sparkly, sparkly Jeep. Jeep. Sparkle Jeep. Uh, um, cowboy, uh, he just comes out of a, like a saloon door. Yeah. Just pew oh, pew. Oh yeah, guns, guns <laughs> blazing. Yeah. yeah. And they all take their places on stage. They're all wearing, wearing various and assorted, now different colored versions of their outfits. Just mm-hmm. sequin to hell. Sparkly as shit. Yeah. Just. Like the Indian has gone full pink sparkle Indian thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they are glittered up. Yep. And then they sing Can't Stop the Music. For a while. And then more people come out on stage. Yep. And they sing Can't Stop the Music. Yep. And more people come out and on stage. And all the moms and, and older ladies join yep. them, in, uh, interspersed amongst them, and are kind of doing a chorus line thing. Mm-hmm. And then just more and more people come out on stage, and there's a little balcony above the stage where the three main characters are like, we did it! Yeah! We're the best! And we did stuff! And we created the village people! And I'm the goot! And <laughs> everything. And then... uh there's a uh, a glitter hurricane in this club. Yes, where I I well I, first there's a, <laughs> a, a glitter tropical. It's not I wouldn't say depression. Mm. Um, it's like a I don't know a glitter fest. Okay, uh, glitter fest, uh, glitter sure. cane, Gl- uh, glitter cane. Well, no, because I'm saying like all right, get on that sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like it's a glitter storm, and then it becomes a glitter cane yes. because there, it's a, it's a two-stage thing. Mm-hmm. First, it's just kind of like, hey, some glitter kind of fell from the from the ceiling, and isn't this fun? And then all of a sudden, it's like, shit, we have leftover glitter. Just dump it, dump just it, buckets. <laughs> so they do, yeah. And then they just keep singing, and there's glitter everywhere, and then credits, which then superimposes more glitter over scenes we remember from earlier in the film as the song continues to play because you can't stop the music. <laughs> they tried. Well, they did eventually because eventually the music, the well, movie the did film end. ran out. Yeah. <laughs> so the film can stop the music. Sure. But, whew. Yeah. That was a movie. That's Can't Stop the Music in a nutshell. Mm. Would you like to go rating first? or I mean, I guess we should go ahead and get it out of the way. Stargrove? Gets a Stargrove. I mean, it's not a full voted Stargrove, but it, it, it narrates a Stargrove. It narrates the actions of the movie yep. pretty well. Yep. Would, would you like to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you might want to count. I'll go first because you're going to want to counter what I say. Okay. Uh, look, the, this movie is too long. It's 124 minutes. You could probably cut at least 20 to 25 minutes out because there's a lot of just like frantic bullshit between the three leads and not enough village people in a movie that the first credit is starring village people. There's just not enough of that. It's just like, I dropped my contact lens and lasagna jokes and things. And Gutenberg is fun knowing who he is now. At the time, he probably would have been annoying as shit, but... Watching that man dance his way down Broadway and just like looking in in windows and seeing like mannequin models come to life and he's just like yeah just like you and just all these things. Um, I'm giving can't stop the music five jocks. Hmm. It has flaws, yes, but the highs in this movie are so. I it was just constantly just like a door opens and it's just like good lord. <laughs> That is unbelievable. <laughs> it's, it, it's it's a perfect storm of really bad, awkward movie. And glitter. 
and glitter Mm -hmm. and really sort of like delivers on some of the things you really, really want to have happen. The YMCA scene is probably one of the best things I've seen all year. Uh, It just mixed with this sort of level of like knowing what we know now about things, but the movie wasn't quite coming out and saying it, but man, it's like, how could you have not known at the time what was going on? Like, how were people like my mother listening to village people records and not just, and just like, those seem like fine young men, you know, not doing my motherly things of like sending me chain emails about the horrors of stuff like this. I mean, it's just like, it's just amazing how it was, everyone wasn't catching on to what was going on when it now seems so very obvious. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah, I, social, uh, whatnot things aside, um, I'm going to judge this solely on a movie. I mean, I, I do appreciate the fact that this came out in 1980, um, that in many ways it feels like, in some ways it feels like we've made steps backwards from, yes, uh, social and sexual liberation, if you yeah. will. Yeah, it does. Um, it, it's strange, but I mean, obviously there's there's more rights and equality now for sure. in some places, but... Attitudes and, of characters it, in this movie yes. are more forward-thinking than a lot of the things you hear now. Right, okay. So that that being said, I, I will appreciate it for that, but solely as a movie, this movie is way too long. Um, it is. Uh... There are some fairly glorious scenes mm-hmm. and some cr- other, other otherwise just insanity happening in this movie. Mm-hmm. The, the the way it starts, I mean, is a lot to live up to, and it doesn't carry that flow for very long. No, because um, yeah, just gleeful Gutenberg skating down the street, and that frantic energy just doesn't carry on yeah. throughout the whole thing, and it and it wanes a lot. So I'll go ahead and say my rating is three jocks. All right. Um, I still really enjoyed it, and it's still a lot of fun. A lot of the songs kind of wore out their welcome before they were done. Like, I mean, like, okay, well, the uh, liberation did. Liberation the the in the studio lasted too long. The uh, the uh, solo cow no not cowboy it was the construction workers. um, Oh, his music video. Love you to death. Just. Went on a really long time. It did, but it was something to see. It was something to see. <laughs> it was it was bizarre, that's for sure. Yeah. But um yeah, I don't know. Just certain songs and yeah, can't stop the music. I mean, granted it never stopped being insane insane, but I mean that song just went on forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially carrying over into the greatest. But yeah, I don't know. Three jocks is fair. Okay. I can't give it six. Now that I, I thought there were five members of the village people, apparently there's six, so that movie, the movie taught me something. Now I know six <laughs> members of the village people, and yeah, right now I can name, I can name all of their characters. Yeah, Good don't job. ask me again in an hour because we'll, we'll forget. Sure, again, like we just did. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's so, can't stop the music. Uh huh. I feel like if we can finally check that off. I mean, we've had it. Yeah, we've had it on the recommendation. It's been a long time coming. So long. Mm-hmm. I think even prior to you coming along. Probably was, because I think I remember you pitching me on it very early on. Like, we I can't stop the music. I'm like, okay, yeah. sure, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And Mikey's always like, mm, too long. Yeah. Too long. And it is. It is. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a break, shall we? Okay.
right, welcome back. Hey, Bamfcast, second half. Let's, uh, I don't know, do a second half? Okay. What do you think? Sure. All right, try something new. We're just, here. Just the two of us, I mean, I don't know. I thought we could go crazy, just be like, nah, no second half. I think We're we should done. do whatever we want to do at this point. Let's do a second half. Okay, then. Uh, let's talk about some movies. Okay. Uh, the Return of DDR is going to come. Yes. Uh, but it's going to be last. Okay. So, yes. First up, I saw a movie. All right. I saw All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. And if you're like, huh, what is that? I don't know. There's probably a reason. Okay. Uh, this is a movie from uh, Jonathan Levine, who I was interested in seeing it because he's the guy that did Warm Bodies and The Whackness that I actually really, really enjoyed. Ah, uh, The Whackness. Yes, The Whackness. <laughs> whackness. Um, so the weird thing about this movie is, is that it was done in 2006 and not released until 2013. That is weird. Don't know why. Because huh. it's got Amber Heard in it. Heard that. She is Mandy Lane. <laughs> the, the titular Mandy Lane. I see. Um, I see what I did there. I did. Puns. Yep. And um, so I was like, watching this movie, I'm like, why does she look so very young? And now I know. Because the movie was shelved for, what, seven years. Makes sense. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's... First off, I don't know that I liked it. I think it's, from what I've seen, the least of his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate some of the things that it tries to do in that it, it skirts into this territory of like 70s slasher fic or uh, flick that, that is interesting in some of the shots. Like, I mean, like kind of that, like last house on the left, I spit on your grave kind of style. Yeah. But, um, I mean, not quite as gross. Right. <laughs> I mean, some of those were, were gross and just grody movies, uh, but I mean, just some of the shots harken back to things like that. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that, that that's like what he was trying to make. But then it gets so twisty turny that it's like, why? You, you, you find yourself going, why? Yeah. Why, why would this happen? Why would that happen? It's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, if there's one thing he gets, it's character dialogue. So that those bits are interesting when people are just shooting the shit in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, writes slash does that pretty well i guess i mean i don't think he, he wrote it but um he, he gets filming it so that it's, it's interesting enough but okay i don't know i could see why it was shelved and why it's not generally well loved whereas i think the other two are much better than you would originally give them uh notice hmm. so this is not one of them unfortunately oh. i think this might have been his first movie just shelved for some, some period of time financing yeah. distributor who knows? Lobby. Yeah, it was his first full-length movie. So okay, I need to see. Um, I need to see that fifty-fifty, the the cancer movie, the, oh, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Jiggle and Seth it's, Rogen one. Yeah, Jiggles. Yeah, that's the only one of his I haven't seen yet. Okay. So I need to get around to seeing that and then just wipe off that filmography and maybe see, maybe see what else he does in the future. Sure. But you yeah, follow him from here. Well, on. well, like I said, the wackness was just like shocking how how much I enjoyed that because like. On paper and title, I was like, fuck that movie forever. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> I uh, I watch movies older than that. Yeah? Yeah. I uh, Well, you know, as you often do on holiday weekends, uh, when you don't want to go out in the heat, uh, you convince the spouse to watch a movie marathon. So I was off of work four days, and we watched a shit ton of movies. Okay. Uh, I'm going to talk about three of them. All right. Because they're all joined together. I watched the Mad Max trilogy. Oh. Kind of for the first time. 
uh, I'd seen him before, but probably on regular television before I was 12 or so. Mm-hmm. So not when I had like a fully formed brain and sure. could actually appreciate what was going on. Um, How do they hold up in the post Mel Gibson as a fucking crazy person era? That was a hard thing for me to get over because okay. I've kind of been on a fuck Mel Gibson. I, I can't watch any of your stuff because all I see is crazy racist. Sure. Uh, I kind of broke that a little bit when I watched Machete Kills because he was so good in that. And I was able to kind of look past it. I mean, I still don't in any way approve of him, but watching these movies was kind of so out of time from everything else and, you know, Australian and desert and car violence. So it wasn't it, it wasn't as prominent as you might think. It, it didn't really creep into your brain. Um, it's not like there were moments where he said something where it was like, ooh, that's foreshadowing or anything like that, because he doesn't say a lot. Um, Especially on the first one. First one's like a very first one is human wise is a quiet movie, right? Like hardly anybody says anything in that whole movie, right? The first one is pretty quiet yeah. as far as the people go. Um, I watched it in the original Australian, which is something my wife hadn't seen. She'd always seen the 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 English dubbed. I didn't realize there was such a thing. Yeah, they okay. apparently accents would have been too hard for people. Um, so there was an English dub that apparently everyone thinks is super funny, but we watched the original audio. Okay. Um. That movie's all right. That movie is, I mean, it, it's it's got its moments. There's a lot of just kind of like, I thought he's supposed to be mad. <laughs> it's in the title. Uh, that's not really happening. It takes a long time to get to that point, and then it does, and then you're like, okay, <laughs> okay, that lived up to it. Um, but there's just long stretches in that movie where you're just like, really, what is this movie about? Yeah, the first one's odd. Yeah. Very odd. It's and and it's really out of time because it's like you can kind of tell that something has happened to society, but it hasn't like fallen apart yet. Like no. people aren't piecing together, you know, no, just football like, pads yeah, to, they, to make clothing. They <laughs> live out of farmhouse, yeah. and it's like shit may have gone wrong. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, but it's it's just not clear. Yeah. Um, so that that's an experience. But then like the Road Warrior starts, and you get a forty five second recap of Mad Max, and I realize that's pretty much all you need. You could really just stick with the Road Warrior and just be like, this is this is what I need right here. It gives me everything I need to know from Mad Max, and then just goes nuts. That movie is insane <laughs> what it's doing. Yeah. Um it has it has its problems too, a little bit of dull patches and stuff like that, but just the the stunts and the craziness that's going on, and, and I swear to God and this actually got us into a, a debate on Twitter, is that I'm I am under the impression that every stunt man in that movie died. They were just like shot out of a cannon, flipped over ten times, hit a brick wall, and died. And they were just like, "Well, there goes Billy. Let's go on. Let's film something else." Um, yeah, boy, he was a good lad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Australians during this period of time were crazy, just absolutely crazy. Just like, Stunt yeah, you want me to do yeah, that? Sure. Fine, I'll I'll do it. Um, I wonder if that guy uh, Grant what was it Grant Page. Is that the guy's last name? I wonder if he worked on. Yeah, he was in the uh, the. I know he was in the credits for Mad Max. Okay, I don't know about the second one, but he was definitely in the credits for the there, first there one. There you go. Yeah, I mean, you figure there's probably not that many Australian no well known stuntmen. You right kind of want the best one there to yes. do whatever you need to do. Uh, so yeah, we enjoyed the Road Warrior uh, a lot, uh, and then Beyond Thunderdome happened, and despite that movie starting strong, like really, really strong, like this is okay. This is a good like ramping up of this crazy world and what the hell is going on. Man, that movie takes a turn where it's just like, what happened here? I'm what? trying to remember because, I mean, I have I have super fond memories of that, but I haven't seen it in years. They 
they do. I mean, they get to the Thunderdome stuff like right away. And then they're just like, get out of here, Mel Gibson. And then he goes and finds all these kids living in the woods. And then it just becomes this, this weird, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't, I understand they're kind of trying to bring, they keep describing this, this character as like a shell of a human being. He's ne- he never is. He's just sort of like, you know, he's been through some, sh- he's seen some shit. Yeah. Um, this movie is fully trying to bring him back to like humanity stages. Um, it just doesn't work though. It just feels weird and off and like it takes, and it's, it's until the last 15 minutes before you like even really see a vehicle. And it's like, no, these movies, I want vehicles jumping around doing crazy shit. Now, once you get to that point, yeah, they do some, some goofy stuff there at the end to give you a really sort of action finale. But there's just a huge chunk of this movie where it's just him interacting with children. And it's like, I know that you have 20 kids and you know, that's your thing, but this, I don't want to watch this. You're, he's, he's, he's just kind of annoyed at everything. Like he's just being bothered by cute children. And that's not the name of the movie is Mad Max, not <laughs> annoyed babysitter. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that series kind of ends on a bummer, but, uh, I even give him credit for doing that third one. He didn't need to at that point. He was kind of a star by then. Um, but you know, that, that, that kind of fun to watch those back to back. Road Warrior basically is all you need. Yeah, that's definitely the best. Yeah, yeah, and just the the villains that they've created for those things. I mean, you know, just <laughs> Lord Humongous, and you know, in the third one you got this Master Blaster thing, and it's just like, okay, you guys are really like strapping some some pieces together to come up with some crazy shit, and I appreciate that. Yeah. So Master Blaster is the best. Yeah, pretty good. Who run Bartertown? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I watched a whole bunch more stuff. Uh, Mackie, if he ever comes back, uh, is, wants to talk about a couple of the ones that I watched. Um, okay. So we'll do those together maybe next week. All right. So I guess that brings us to our our, <laughs> our popular feature. <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> we like to call it DDR, but we only SDR'd this one. Yes, we did. Um, um, or sometimes HDR'd. Yeah. You have dance yeah. reviewed. Yeah, so we decided we were going to do the Stomp the Yards. It was time for the Stomps of the Yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, no. <laughs> no. No. All right. I watched the first one in its entirety. Apparently, you bailed on it somewhere. It was still on in the okay. room. I just, like, the you last... Paying. Like, the competition part at the end, I was just like, I... Don't. Oh, so you missed one of my favorite slash worst things about the movie. Maybe I did. Um, okay. <sighs> How do I explain this movie? All right, so it starts off and it wants to be a you got served movie where it's it's dance battles happening. Yeah, but it goes wrong right away oh, because yeah, absolutely. it's real gangs dance battling yes. in the most angry way possible and it's like there's no joy in this. No. Someone's going to get capped. They are it is the angriest dancing I've yeah. seen since Showgirls. Yeah. Um, you're right. And and to make matters worse, Chris Brown is in this. Yeah. At the beginning, smiling like an idiot, and I just want to punch him. Uh, luckily, the movie does that for you. Sure, because, yeah, <laughs> they get all in the face. They get up in the face of this guy that actually has the teardrop tattoos by his eyes. And it's yep. like, you maybe not want to fuck with that guy. Yeah. I, 
I know this. Mm-hmm. You should know this. Yeah, but main dude's like, nah, man, we can take him. Yeah. So, yeah, they win, and they double their money or whatever, And but then they're, like, walking outside and, and whooping and hollering, and yay, we got all the money, and then fight breaks out, give us the money, and Chris Brown gets shot. And, you know, screaming, and ah, why, my brother. Right. And so he gets sent from L.A., which is where this starts, to Atlanta, to... Truth University. He gets saved the last danced because apparently you can only exist in these movies if you have a relative die. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he gets sent, uh, shipped off to Truth University and it becomes, I'm angry slash bitter that my brother got killed and everything here is stupid and <laughs> you people are all stupid and it's not LA and blah. Yep. And immediately is thrust into... Oh, the big thing at this university is is step dancing, mm-hmm. and and if, at first he's just like, no, nah, that's stupid. That's not real dancing. And plus, they you know, but he goes to a club and like shows off, and then so all the the fraternities start to court this guy. They're like, we need him on our our, our step team. That's how we're going to win nationals. <laughs> just just like I'm picturing like a, I'm picturing a universe where <laughs> fraternities are obsessed. With winning a nationals competition for any kind of dance. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Anyway, so in in a nutshell, yeah, he joins like the underdog fraternity yeah. and starts kind of hitting on the girlfriend of the head of the the seven time national champions, kind of breaks them up and starts dating her and mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Things happen, and then they win the competition. <laughs> now, whatever. <laughs> so, I, I'm, I'm tired. I'm, t- I'm just, like, tired of talking about the plot. I yeah. just hit a point where... Yeah. Okay, so the things I want to... Like, all right, things I find interesting about this movie at first, because I'll, I'll start with the positive and then tear it down. Sure. I I appreciate the fact that it, it's basically an all-black cast. Yes. And that no at no point is it, like, that it's like, oh, the white guy has to come in and save everything. Yeah. I, I there's not even a token white guy. No, I mean there's None. like there's like people in the background in Atlanta, like sure. when they go to a restaurant or whatever. But like all of the all of the speaking parts in this movie are black actors, yep. and it's like completely black fraternities and black college. And I appreciate that that it's not like okay, you know, here's the whatever other minority that's there to you know show diversity or whatever. It's like it's okay, yeah. You know? yeah. But so I, I do appreciate that mm-hmm. the plot. Is so ludicrous. Like I don't even know if you made it to the point to see how much ludicrous it wrapped around on itself. Because go on, <laughs> he's dating the girl who, like I said, was the the other guy's girlfriend. Um, she's the daughter of the provost of the university. Yep. So when his criminal past comes back to haunt him, it's all that in that like you know he was involved and his brother got shot which and they're like you lied on your application we're gonna kick you out but i'll i'll excuse it if you stop dating my daughter mm-hmm. then his aunt and uncle that he's living with she was in a similar situation with the provost yeah and is like her husband stole her away harry lennox you you know a bunch of stuff yep but um yeah it was like stole her away from him mm-hmm. so she goes down and is like really you're doing the same thing. Yeah. You're doing pulling the same shit as when, like when we were young, and so he's like, "Oh, you're right. All right, you're re- back reinstated." And it's just like, what kind of twisted, weird, fucking little circle, perfect plot <laughs> point does this 
ever something like this ever happened. I was like, I this is some fucking bullshit Teen Wolf shit where it's like, you know, <laughs> oh, the principal was the thing and he had the hospital mom and I grew out of him and, and you know. <laughs> I, was, I was just like, it was just like the dumbest plot twist thing ever. All right. It was really convoluted. It was very convoluted and just like way too convenient. Well, to the point where the aunt shows up to be like, no, you will not act this way. And like the daughter is in the room yeah. while oh, yeah. this is happening. Of course. She's like outside. So she's like, what? You yeah. tried to do what? But the thing is, is like the dude is like, you made a mistake all those years ago and you still made a mistake and everything. And like he's saying this with an earshot of the daughter who well, she's outside. He, she doesn't know. Okay. But there. still, yeah. it's basically like he's this entire movie. He's fought to protect his daughter. And he's basically saying, you should have married me, and that daughter of mine wouldn't exist. <laughs> it's really strange. No one ever comes out and says that, but it that's what he's saying. Yeah, kind of, no. I mean, he's just like, the life we would have had together. Right. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, his wife died, so yeah, yeah he's lonely sure. or something. Whatever. But Anyway, now here's another part. This is the thing I'm thinking maybe you missed. Like, towards the end, like, the um, the direction of this movie is bad. It's it's shaky and angry and violent. Yeah, well, I just mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like, it's... I think what ruined DDR for me is the fact that like now we've seen the step ups yeah, and we've seen Justin Lin direct these things. And it's like, that is a guy that knows how to direct his Justin, not Lin. Justin Lin. No, that's the, that's the, the, the guy, the John, uh, um, the, the guy from the GI Joe movies. Yeah. I thought it was Justin. Somebody. Mm, no, it's John Chu. Yeah. John Chu. Yeah. Sorry. 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 I'm, Got the fast and the they probably all head. worked on community at some point. So. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. All right. No. So John Chu, like we've seen him, we've seen John Chu direct, and, we've, and, and it's like this guy knows how to direct dancing and, and does this really well. Mm. And this just feels very amateurish, and it's not never showcases the dance very well, even though there's some like impressive things happening from time to time. I felt like I was watching fan cam footage a lot of times. Yes. Like I wasn't invited to be part of the festivities in this movie. Right. Like what? There are people on stage dancing, and I'm like a dude in the 19th row, like not exactly. seeing the dancing. What's I, I, happening? I get that, like they were trying to make it feel like it was a real event or whatever. But when you're filming this, you don't have to shoot over someone's shoulder or yeah. above them. It's like you people in the front row get the fuck out of the way. We're filming this dancing here, right? You know, you can stand all around the camera, so it feels like we're in a crowd. But yeah. and it's made even worse because, like, this is my my favorite slash worst thing about the movie. Mm-hmm. Step dancing looks really really stupid in slow motion <laughs> really stupid kind of does there yeah. is a point it, like when the the main competition first starts it's like a three to four minute montage of slow motion mm-hmm. and it looks so dumb well and it's also silent like yeah there's a point like every part of the competition in this involves where they come out and they do their things and they do their cadence and the returns and then the the rhythm parts mm-hmm. and then and that's fine. And then it like kicks in music and they're still doing the routine and it that breaks what that's all about. I mean, step is step dancing is almost like tap dancing. It's yeah. like if you don't hear them the slapping and the stomping and everything, it makes it really dumb. Yeah. And then it made it even dumber being in slow motion with with just you know, ambient music playing and it was like not not even in rhythm. I mean, it was just it well, looked, it looked really, really And each dumb. school had like this own like preset like giant prop thing it oh, felt God. like grad night it, it, yeah. it just felt like this kind of like pep rally bullshit oh their final routine where it was like bring out the costumes and the lighting and the smoke machines and everything i was like what the fuck yeah. is this yeah yeah it, it just it just never clicked with me no. I mean, it, everything was so angry at the beginning i was just like these movies i mean i i realize we've been spoiled on the on the, particularly step up three but the people are dancing in step up three because they want to the people in this movie feel like they're dancing because they're being forced to at gunpoint. 
or it's, it's just like it, it is literally some kind of dance fighting. Like, yeah. I mean, like I never understood why the main guy danced. I don't think he ever even said like I like it or it helps me do this or he he just like I can dance. I'm gonna dance. Well, yeah, like everywhere. He, I mean, even his motivation for being at the college was like that was my brother's dream. Yeah, it's and like now I'm doing it. Well, okay, yeah, just live the dream, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the one thing that really sort of like jumped out at me about this movie that was kind of there's this weird montage of where he's going through the school and looking at all the the famous people who've been in sororities and fraternities and stuff like that and i got the, the impression it was supposed to be from this college too or yeah something. i believe was, so like esther yeah. roll and all these people yeah. and i'm just like mm-hmm, okay um so it's giving you this message like the proudest thing you can do as an african-american is join a fraternity mm-hmm. and hate all the other african-americans who are not in your fraternity it's like Fair. Well, yeah. That's odd. This is like sanctioned gangs. I mean, they're not like actually fighting or anything, but that's basically what it is. It's just you got your colors, you got your house, you got your your, your troops. I mean, it's like th- this yeah. is really no different than any other gang warfare kind of thing, except that you're just dancing for the dumbest reason possible. <laughs> yeah, university gangs. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it just to me just uh, that that whole thing just felt like weird. Like, why can't you be part of a community of college students why do you have to be in the smaller clique to where like you're guaranteed a job at the end that didn't make any sense to me but yeah yeah i just this movie just it was exhausting early it was like everyone's so pissed and it was long too yeah it was it was like right at two hours yeah yeah by the time the end happened i was like oh, yeah thank god and i did not want to watch the sequel no no i mean keith david's in it i may watch it at some point but right after this one no i had no desire but we were t- sort of texting back and forth. We were like, this might be, you know, <laughs> the music stops. Yeah. Uh, I am not ready. Okay. I, th- I think we could find a few more dance movies. Well, I think we need to end with the, I mean, the, whenever we do decide it's over, yeah. the last one needs to be the FP, okay. the, the actual DDR movie. It's, yeah. it's the way you would end a DDR Sound, marathon. Sounds about right. Yeah. But I think, I think we can find a couple more in there. Bear with me. Let's not call it quits just yet. Well, what, what's your thing going to be? Like, go back to the 80s? Because I don't know if I want to do all that. I mean, I, like I said, my, my, my thing was like the modern I know. dance movie. I know. I, let, me, let, me, let me do some research. Okay. I'm not out yet. All right. I may go, yeah, we're done. But let me just, let me just look it up a little bit. Make sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> but what else do we got to we do? We'll have to come up with something else. I mean, these theme things are fun. I enjoy, like, picking a thing and then more than one of us on the show actually do it because it gives us something to go back and forth on. And uh, so, unless you've got another another idea, another, another project, yeah. um, I don't know. Then we may stretch this dancing thing out one more week. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know. Tell me. Okay. I mean, at, the, at this point, I'm like, I'm lost. Okay. I mean, I was ready. You know, we, we killed another week's worth of stuff by deeming that step up three and four are full cast worthy yeah which i'm don't get me wrong i'm no, glad i'm glad that's... that we were able to share that magic across the board <laughs> but <Mm-mm>. yeah <laughs> i was like oh well there goes a week of yeah. things i'd plan to watch yeah let let me do some research all right see where we see all where right. we end up <sighs> what's next there also we could watch all the bring it on movies <laughs> there's only like a thousand of those now i would be okay with that <laughs> <laughs> i watched the first one yeah, a million times yeah, I, I, I need to watch it again I yeah just start quoting it right now oh Go ahead, start. Nope. Universal logo up on screen and go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hot. You're not. <laughs> well, okay, we're not going to do correspondence because we've not prepared nope. anything for that. So I guess we need to do contact information. Sure. 
if you want to be a part of the show where we eventually do... Uh, and, and there are more people here. Yeah, where we can all, like, answer your questions, because no one has questions for us. Um, you, you go to the website, you go to www.bmfcast.com, and on the right-hand side of that website, there's a bunch of buttons. And you can click on them individually, and they take you to all the places where you can interact with us and talk to us and send us questions and, and just, you know, be with us through the magic of the internet. Um, also, on that page, you scroll down a little bit, there's a search bar for Amazon.com. And if you search in there for something you're looking, wanting to buy or whatever, and it takes you to Amazon, and then if you buy that thing that you really, really wanted, we get a little bit of money from that. It doesn't cost you anything more, but it gives us a, a few pennies, and we put them in a jar, and then at the end of the year, we pour them all out, and we have a big party. That's not true. We pay for hosting and... And all this fabulous equipment you see in front of you, these cameras and the DVDs that we watch and all of the stuff. So any, a, any little bit helps. So if you, if, you've, you know, if you need to buy, like, I don't know, a pinball machine or a car, please type that into our search bar <laughs> and buy it on Amazon. We especially love it when people buy gift certificates. Yeah. I don't know why Amazon's like, if you buy like an Xbox card or a PlayStation card, it's mm-hmm. like, here's a high percentage of that for some reason. And it's like, how does anybody make any money on that? Well, because they're all just digital code. There's sure. no like stuff to do. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. It's it's a strange thing. Yeah. Amazon's very their affiliate program is is odd. Yeah, but I'm sure someone. I also realized that that button is now broken. I have to fix it. The Amazon button. Yeah, the the, the search box went away. Oh, they probably changed the code. Oh, okay. Update something. Wow, it'll be working soon. Keep refreshing the page, <laughs> <laughs> and then when you see that, or search click mark. any one of the movies. Like if you click oh, any, yeah. any of the links in our episode descriptions, yep. uh, go there as well. At, at least, yeah. to a certain point, back. Yeah, and then like once you've got a tab open and you're on Amazon from one of our links, yep. it just that session basically yep. counts towards whatever us, you so. buy that session. Yeah, all's part of it. So if you need groceries, if you need a water heater, whatever <laughs> you need, Amazon's got it. Yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just feel like we just plug the shit out of Amazon for some reason. But yeah, but you know they do have everything. I, I mean, want people to go to Amazon through our link. Yes, gives us money, and they don't have to. Oh, do that's it. what we're supposed to do. We're actually supposed to our shill for Amazon, aren't we? That, yeah, that's how the, that's yes, that's how this works. Exactly. Amazon's great. <laughs> yeah, number one. <laughs> Except for that stuff that the conflict that's going on right now. That's bad. But don't don't think about that. Just go buy your stuff. Conflict diamonds. Oh. They're dealing in conflict. <laughs> it's really odd and awkward, and they shouldn't be doing that. More like <laughs> conflict primans. Huh? <laughs> 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 Dumb. Yeah, that's that's how I want to end. I want to end on that, that terrible pun. All right. All right. Let's get out of here, Okay. Shall we? I'm Harlow. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast out. <laughs>